Hello, welcome to an emergency episode of Locked on Sharks. My name is JD Young, uh, one half of the content boys. Um, and Evander Kane has been placed on waivers for contract termination. Um, so I'll get into, a, we're going to want to do a really quick episode about what this means for Evander Kane, what this means for the Sharks, and just kind of tie a bow on what has been a really ugly uh, situation with Evander Kane since he has arrived in San Jose. So uh, we'll get into this, try to make this like a 10 minute long episode, but wanted to get uh, the content out to you because we are the content boys. You're Locked On Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So again, Vander Kane placed on waivers for the uh, terminate, unconditional waivers for contract, with the purpose of contract termination. What does this, or how do we get here? I think is the biggest question first. So um, it looks like he violated AHL protocol when he got COVID um, per Shang Peng of San Jose Hockey Now. Uh, he did have a bad, quote, unquote, case of COVID um, when he was out on the Barracuda. I know like a bunch of the Barracuda guys were on the COVID list, including like Ryan Merkley, Jasper Weatherby, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so he must have done something that he wasn't supposed to do. We're, I'm not going to try to figure out what he did or didn't do. But whatever he did was warranted enough for him to have his contract terminated. Um, so what does that mean for the Sharks now with his contract being terminated? I think the big thing is they kind of dodged a bullet here, right? Um, they're not going to have to pay for his, his salaries coming off the book. So... Um, per cap friendly, it's $22,885,000, all that stuff. Um, so the rest of this year and then the following three years all come off the books, wiped clean. I'm sure there's going to be some sort of the NHL Players Association and stuff. There's probably going to be some sort of legal battle that'll probably get taken care of, um, you know, hush, hush, quietly. It's, they'll probably come to some sort of settlement. Who knows with that? But for the Sharks, you know, cap though, this is... Again, the Sharks dodged a bullet here with this, where they're not going to pay a salary. They're not have to going to try to trade him. They're not going to, if they tr did try to trade him, they're going to have to attach a major asset just to dump that contract. Again, the Sharks really, they they really dodged a bullet here. So we'll get into what they could do with that money here in a little bit. But I think the big thing, though, like is kind of the Evander Kane saga, right? So with Evander Kane, you know, he was acquired um, when the Sharks were trying to make a playoff, you know, going on a cup run, um, you know, and this was a, a type of trade where you're trying to add that missing piece, you know, and you're going to ignore all the off ice issues with him. You know, there's been plenty of stuff that we don't need to go over again, but, you know, even before he came to the Sharks, there was plenty of issues with Evander Kane. Um, I don't want to go into that. It's, you can easily find it. But Doug Wilson took a risk to try to add that final piece to the, the Sharks to make them go for their cup run. And it didn't work out. Um, you know, and I think there's a lot of sliding doors moments with the Vander Kane trade. So um, when they acquired Vander Kane, you know, there was a, you know, if they re-signed him, Buffalo got an extra first round pick. That first round 
And then after that, of course, they they traded for Eric Carlson. If they hadn't re-signed him, and then you know when they traded for Eric Carlson and re-signed Eric Carlson, that pick that became Tim Stutzla would have been the year before, and the Sharks would have had that pick. So that's one thing. If if the Sharks were bad, they could have had Tim Stutzla just because of Evander Kane. Because again, that pick that was the Evander Kane first round pick, it was you know late first round whatever. But then the Eric Carlson pick that became Tim Stutzla to Ottawa Senators, Evander Kane didn't get re-signed. That pick would have been bumped up a year early makes sense also joe pavelski if they didn't resign joe uh, or kane joe pavelski probably still a san jose shark right so if you go back to that year right so pavelski and kane were both free agents uh, pavelski coming off a career year where he had like 40 goals he was his shooting percentage was insane that year um he wanted seven years but he he wanted seven million dollars a year but he wanted that third year right and the Sharks didn't really want to commit to that third year, especially with a 35-year-old player. You know, we've we've seen, a, I mean, look at Brent Burns, Marquette. There's a whole list of guys who, you know, just kind of hit that cliff. And they were worried, I think, with Joe Pavelski about getting that third year if he hits a cliff and then all of a sudden it's, you know, you have a kind of a deadweight contract. So they gambled on a 28-year-old power forward, giving him a $7 by $7 million deal. Hmm, seven million dollars. And again, you know, logically, if you're just looking at the on ice, it makes sense, right? Where you want to give a guy who's much younger, who showed flashes of how how good he could be. Um, but again, looks like Doug Wilson made the wrong choice there. So I think this is gonna be come down to one of those things with Doug Wilson, where if he could redo this, he would probably redo this whole trade slash contract um, in an instant because it's it was a gamble that he made to try to win a cup, and it didn't work out for them. So, you know, I, I think this it's it's nice. I mean, we've been very on the podcast. You know, we've we've been very like Evander Kane's very good on the ice but type of guy with him where is it really worth all the off ice stuff? And, you know, we're not going to, I'm not going to sit here and relitigate all the off ice stuff. You know, there's, there's no matter. That's a very much a, he said, she said with that stuff, you know, with his ex-wife and, you know, with the gambling, all that stuff. So, but the big thing right now is, is the sharks are officially done with him. I think they really dodged a bullet with being able to um, terminate his contract and so where did the sharks go from here now? So this, this does free up a lot of extra cap room. So um, going into next year, now they're going to have, you know, an extra $7 million um, come, you know, that's off their books. Well, you can do a lot of money with, do a lot of stuff with $7 million, including uh, maybe one Tomas hurdle. So do I still think that they trade him? Yes, but I'm a little less hesitant than I was yesterday about it. So, or a little more hesitant about it yesterday than I was yesterday. So, with Hurdle, you know, that would be, you know, because Hurdle's probably going to be around that seven, eight million dollar range uh, to resign him. I mean, they're also going to have to, uh, Mario Ferrara is going to be up for a deal. Um, you know, but he's still an RFA, so he still control that cost. Um, like Cogliano is a free agent, Barabanov's a free agent, Noah Gregor's an RFA, Darlene's an RFA. Like 
they, you know, they do have some guys, but like hurdles, kind of the big contract, right. Um, that's coming up and they're going to have a little bit more cap space than they did before. But I mean, they're still looking at, um, you know, probably having $12 million of probably 12 or th- close to $13 million of projected cap space going into next year. So if they don't resign hurdle, that gives you some money to go try to acquire a big name asset or whatever you want to do with that. I mean, I think they're going to be looking at adding more forward depth. Um, or if you want to buy out like a Vlasic or try to do something like that, that gives you a little bit of that cap space to do that. So I'm not hundred percent sure what they're going to do, but, but it gives them more options, right? Just getting this $7 million off the books where you can take that and go do something else with it. So especially if they think if you're coming, getting Eklund who's going to be, you know, in the league next year, a, another potential top 10 pick. And then you're going to have your guys like your Bortolos, your um, Robbins, your um, Ozzy Weisbots, like starting to maybe like AHL, maybe cracking the NHL, like, maybe trying to acquire a young piece um, to go with these guys might be the move, but we shall see. I mean, again, the big thing though is Evander Kane, no longer a San Jose shark. Um, I think, like I said, the, the, the sharks really, really dodged a bullet here with this contract. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things where when Doug Wilson, you know, is finally, whenever he's not, part of the San Jose Sharks organization. This is going to be one of those kind of black marks on his record with just, you know, trying to make a trade for a guy and to try to add that, that final piece to a cup run. And it's just not working out. And then I think that contract, especially with all the baggage that he had and, you know, it just didn't work out for him. So um, we'll have more on Evander Kane um, next week, especially when Shang Peng joins us on Tuesday. Uh, we're going to have uh, Iman Smith of Broad Street Hockey join us on uh, Monday to break down the Sharks game that's going to be happening here in about mm, four hours from when I'm recording this. So uh, make sure you guys subscribe wherever you get to your podcast. I should probably also throw this cool thing up for you if you're watching on YouTube. So uh, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, so Apple, Spotify, um, Anchor, Megaphone, Pocket Cast, wherever, make sure you subscribe. If you can give us a five-star review, please do. We haven't gotten one, in a, at least on Apple. We haven't gotten a five-star in like a month, and that hurts our content boys' hearts. Um, make sure you are subscribing on YouTube so you can watch my pretty face. You can see my little Tomash Hurdle uh, bobblehead in the background there as my wife has taken down all the Christmas decorations, but Hurdle lives on. And you can follow me on Twitter at my fry hole. Uh, Kyle, who is off snowboarding right now, is at Kyle Demetrius. And we'll be back on Monday with more stuff about the Sharks. You guys have a great weekend. Go Sharks. <laughs>